Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we know, it's that the journey to financial independence can be confusing. But it doesn't have to be. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money to help you find the next step on your journey today on Talking Sense. I read an interesting quote the other day from Laird Hamilton. I've never heard of him before, but I actually love this quote. And it said, make sure your worst enemy doesn't live between your own two ears. When it comes to financial matters and really even others, we often perceive our success or failure as something that happens to us. But that isn't truly the case most of the time. We create our journey one step or decision at a time. And I have known people who had life circumstances that could have absolutely derailed their financial journey. And and Janet has shared her own, you know, kind of story. If you've never heard it, it's worth going and finding um, about her family and some some medical expenses that happened because of an accident. And, and they bounced back and they're flourishing. So to say that I have no control over my financial journey or my life journey in general, to me, it really is kind of your worst enemy. So, you know, yeah. the, the title today is the number one threat to your finances. And, yeah. and the short answer is is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I really like that quote as well. I resonate with it just because, you know, we can be our own worst enemy. Uh, you know, our thoughts live in our mind rent free. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that's why scripture says to take them captive. Yeah. Because I think often we tell ourselves that if I, you know, that follow your heart, follow your, your mm-hmm. no. No, 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 no. Your emotions lack intellect. Mm -hmm. So if you allow your emotions to control your decision making, it is never going to end well consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be brutally honest. I have conflicting emotions just about, you know, every other week or so. To include lunch. Like I have conflicting emotions about lunch. I have (laughs) about big things too. Um, but you know, we can kind of break this down into a few different kind of categories of how we can be our own worst enemy or how we can be a threat to our own financial journey. Mm -hmm. And, and the one that I picked to be first is because it does tend to have the biggest impact Mm -hmm. and that's not having a plan. Yeah. We, we've talked about this, you know, many, many times. Uh, but yeah, there's, this is one of those areas where you, uh, and I'm going to include myself in that. I can be my wor- worst enemy mm-hmm. uh, because when you look at the purpose of a plan, right? Understanding your finances, ensuring that you've got your needs covered, and being able to provide a structure for your financial decisions, mm-hmm. like those are all fantastic things that I think everybody wants to have. Yeah. But whenever so it comes down to the brass tacks, it's like, okay, like if I approached why don't I do you and I said, hey, would you like to understand your finances better? Would you like to ensure that you have funds to cover your expenses? And would you like to have structure your financial decisions? You'd be like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I walk up to you and I say, hey, you got a budget? (laughs) You know, people get all stressed, right? Um, So I think that, you know, we've got to really start understanding. When you look at people who are what we would consider successful, and success is not universal. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that. But when I look at people that I go, man, they're doing great. To Mm -hmm. me, that's not necessarily always financial, but what I've noticed about those people is they have goals. Of course. And when you're talking about your finances and setting goals, we've talked about setting SMART goals before, mm-hmm. um, but we felt like it was worth reminding you what that means. So SMART is an acronym um, for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So get rich is not a, a good goal. It's not a SMART goal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Becoming a millionaire. 
Okay, great. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's important that your goals be not just specific, but measurable. Mm -hmm. So rich is not really measurable because it's not a specific dollar amount. Right. And by the way, what you think is rich when you get there, you probably won't think is rich anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and then achievable. So if you say, I want to go to the moon. Well, are you young enough to even qualify? to right. join NASA or, you know, like there, mm -hmm. there has to be some stuff that you can, you know, make sure you can achieve it. Not that it's easy, but that it's achievable. Yeah. And it doesn't tell you what the steps are to get there either, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, having, like you said, having that specific measurable time bound items listed out is, is to me what makes all the difference. And if you've got big goals that are things you can achieve in a really short time period, then you've got to break them up. So, for instance, if you want to go to Hawaii, if that's something you've always wanted to do and you research how much it costs to go to Hawaii, then you can say, OK, if I want to go to Hawaii in three years, this is how much I need to save per month mm -hmm. to get there. Exactly. That's how you create that financial goal. It's it's not it doesn't have to be super complicated. Yeah. Or uh, it's, this is kind of like what I do is for my travel savings. You know, I just have you know a certain amount of money that I'm, I'm putting away into mm -hmm. my travel fund that way. If I feel kind of a spontaneous, uh, you know, desire to to just go and venture somewhere, I'm like, okay, do I have, do I have the money? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Then. Right. So you just plan ahead, knowing you're going to want to. You just haven't named the location yet. Yeah. yeah. And if there's money in there to do it, you get to do it. Exactly. The I mean, key I, is, if there's not money in there, and the, you don't get to do it, right? Yes. That's that <laughs> is. That's the flip side of that budget is you've got to learn to stay within those boundaries. <laughs> um, with retirement, it's really about income. How much income do you think you're going to need in today's dollars to live the lifestyle you see yourself living in retirement? If you can mm -hmm. identify that number, then your advisor can help you figure out how to get there. Yeah. So with retirement, that is kind of like your your big, big long-term goal. Mm -hmm. right? But there's like lots, lots of uh, little goals in between there. And also lots of milestones that you can you know, talk about mm -hmm. in getting ready and for a celebrate. Yes. Yeah. So when you're creating your plan, you also have to have kind of like the what ifs set aside. Yeah. So plan gotta B. have an emergency fund. Mm -hmm. I know it, it's no fun to just have money sidelined, but it's critical. Mm -hmm. If your car breaks down, if your refrigerator breaks, if those both happen in the same year, like it did for me, um, <laughs> you've got to have some funds set aside so you can avoid a piling up debt. Exactly. So, you know, the, the banks don't let you borrow money for a house without homeowner's insurance. Uh, you know, the the uh, car lot that you bought your car from also doesn't let you drive mm -hmm. off until you've got car insurance. So, yeah, the, all of these things are for that, that what if. And then regarding retirement, the research, we both did the Retirement Income Certified Professional Training, mm -hmm. um, which is a, a special designation for retiree planning, retirement income planning. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I found really interesting in that class is that the bulk of people don't retire when they planned to. Mm -hmm. Something happens in their life where they are required to or they choose to because of family commitments or health illness issues. Mm -hmm. of a family member. And now aging parents is a very common reason. Mm -hmm. um, people needing to retire to, to take care of aging parents. So that's right you got to have that what if in mind too. It would certainly make a lot of sense to get a head start on your retirement and slam it early instead of waiting till later so that if you end up having to leave early, you're ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's so crucial to just take time to write down what are the priorities that matter most to you, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so important just to, to write them down because I mean, otherwise, they, like, again, thoughts are just so fleeting. They're like and, butterflies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just whatever's 
whatever's on the, on the mind right now. So having those written out will help you kind of get started on, on building your SMART goals. Yes. And then the next kind of threat that we see is not sticking to or executing the plan. So you took time to create it. You wrote out your goals. You've got mm-hmm. all your steps. Do you actually follow through? Yeah. So if you labeled what matters most in your journey, you hopefully created those steps. How is that execution going? Do you have a budget? Awesome. Do you actually stick to it? And then how often do you evaluate it to make sure that it's still accurate? Because life changes. Expenses change. If your budget isn't being adjusted regularly as well, then it may just not be useful anymore. Right. Yeah. One one metric that uh, I think is really useful in this is just the implementation metric. Like, so as as you're uh, building your your smart goals and going through that, uh, you know, there's some things that that are going to work. There's other things that are not going to mm-hmm. work, right? Um, but making sure that you know whatever it is that you set out, you know, whatever uh, habits or you know action items that that you create for yourself, you know, that you follow through on on those, and you know how how well you are. Uh, you're implementing each one of these habits uh, is just really, really crucial as well because uh, kind of, you know, I think a lot of times that we, we've talked about the most successful people that we see uh, on a regular basis are just folks that were consistent. Yes. Right. So having having that consistency uh, is is the outcome of the application of, you know, good habits. And when it comes to savings goals, automating those is one of the most useful tools we've seen for clients, whether you're adding to an IRA, an employer plan, having it set up where you don't have to think about it. With Mm -hmm. your emergency savings, I have tons of clients who have money taken straight from their check to the savings account every month so that they don't have to think about it so Mm -hmm. that it can keep building. Um, and, And as we've talked about before, and we'll just keep preaching, please, please, please stop leaving money on the table at your employer and capture the match. Yeah. We, we talk about, you know, the budgeting. Do we talk about uh, life insurance, right? Because, it, it, again, it's just so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your your car is really important. So you've got, you know, car insurance to make sure that uh, that thing gets replaced if mm-hmm. something happens to it. You know, what if something happens to you, right? That That is so important because your family might be... At Jeopardy in that in that standpoint. So. Yes. I wish they could rename life insurance and call it lifestyle insurance because that's what you're really mm-hmm. protecting. You're protecting your family's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If something were to happen to me and I didn't come home today, my kids still need support. My husband's going to need some help to get over this time period where we're down to one income instead of two. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important, you know, to really think through what you need. And then, you know, for us, we tend to have to kind of chase people. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll go, man, I do need some life insurance. So we connect them with Tony and then it's a little bit of a chase, mm-hmm. but you, you've got to get those things in place because if something happens and you don't have it in place, it could be catastrophic for your family's future finances. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned Tony because we believe insurance is so important, right? Whether that be, you know, life insurance or long-term care insurance or even just health insurance, uh, that we have a, an insurance specialist on staff uh, to make sure that, you know, we've got somebody that can I would do a proper review and uh, create a proper analysis for for people Mm -hmm. to identify their needs and provide a solution. Yes. And another thing that is a a threat to your family's finances is if you don't consistently review your beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, they set it up when they first, you know, do things. We had a situation several years back where there had been a divorce and a remarriage. New wife has the same first name, which doesn't happen often, but it just happened. And we were doing a review and the new wife looks at the paperwork and goes, huh? We thought, "Uh Oh, what's going on? Um, the middle initial is wrong. Uh Oh, 
So we have all of these accounts. He had never updated the beneficiary to them, to the new bride. So, and we had just gotten them all over. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like it was our mistake, but we review that every year with our clients. Mm -hmm. And so had we not had that review and something had happened to him, she would have gotten nothing. Yeah. It would have all gone to the first wife. And I don't know all the circumstances. I don't know if that would have been a good thing or not, but it certainly was not a good situation in the room. So checking that regularly is really, really critical. It's kind of one of those Ron Swanson uh, types of situations, huh? Yeah, probably. Tammy number one, Tammy number two. Probably, probably. Ooh. So we talked about not having a plan. We talked about um, implementation being critical. And then I alluded to this early on, and I'm going to circle back to it, and that's emotional decision making. Yeah, yeah. and this is kind of the the gut check mm-hmm. uh, for, for everybody uh, because we've got to be in a clear clear headspace, you know, to make good decisions. Uh, but a lot of times, uh, you know, it's a lot of the decisions are emotionally driven. Yes. And most of the mistakes, whether it's financial or life mistakes, if I'm mm-hmm. just being brutally honest, that I have made, that I have seen others mm-hmm. make, that I've heard about happened when people were in a heightened state of emotion, whether it's really happy or really sad. Right. Um, you know, one of the things that emotions can create is what's called recency bias. So, yep. or what people call a closed or a fixed mindset. So I'm in a bad place now. It'll always be bad. This thing will make me feel better. I'm going to act on an outside force to make me feel better, mm-hmm. which doesn't usually work. Things are often not as bad or as good as you think they are. And then the flip side, things are great. Everything's going wonderful. So everything will always go wonderful. So it doesn't matter if I waste this money because I'll just have more tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> something happens. Um, so, you know, one of our friends, uh, has had some health challenges, mm-hmm. um, and she shared with us the other day that she has noticed a pattern that when she has to have a procedure done, mm-hmm. that while she's recovering, she tends to overspend. Yeah. And so this last time she set some boundaries for herself to help herself not do that because she mm-hmm. recognized that. So I think the first step in emotional decision-making therapy for yourself is to notice what you do and then start creating some boundaries. Right. Yeah, and that's so important for many areas of life. But absolutely, in when it comes to financial decisions, just from personal experience, whenever we we talk about emotional decisions, a lot of times what people can can hear from that is, okay, then am I just supposed to like freeze and not do anything? Because mm-hmm. we have emotions every day, right? We we've got uh, you know all kinds of thoughts and uh, you know events happening to us on a daily basis. So are we just you know supposed to do nothing or what? Uh, so the 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 boundaries right the, the limits that you place on yourself are i think so important as a, as a starting point uh of where to go right mm-hmm. so you set like you said um you, so our our friend the first step for her was recognizing what she does the next step was creating boundaries uh and then i think you know the the following uh step on that is you know making sure to have accountability on that right yes. and that's why so many people if their goal is to become you know, more fit than they go to a fitness coach, mm-hmm. right? If their goal is to be financially fit, right, then they go to a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some basic steps that you can set for yourself too. If you're really, really struggling with like managing your spending, mm-hmm. you can just carry cash. Mm-hmm. I know this is like an, uh, it's a Dave Ramsey type thing, it, but it worked for me when I was trying, you know, we, we were living off one income. I had two babies and I noticed that when I went grocery shopping, I would overspend. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I took in cash and I did not bring in my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, I've never paid attention to what I'm spending more carefully than when I was terrified I'd get up to that register and have to go, I'm so sorry. Can you put that back and that back and that back? <laughs> 
but what I found was freedom in that eventually because yeah. I knew leaving that store that I had not overspent and I could take pride in that. Yeah, I bet that you, I was doing my part. I bet you made sure to carry a calculator with you. Every I actually time. did. <laughs> yes, I carried a calculator. I knew what the tax rate was, and I rounded up like I was pretty OCD. Um, but uh-huh. you know, I mentioned I've mentioned previously that with Amazon, I tend to overdo it, so I had to take my card <laughs> off so that I would have to enter the data every time. Yeah. Um, there's things you can do. I have a friend who it has to stay in the cart for a week before she'll purchase something online. Cause that's where mm-hmm. a lot of people tend to do their emotional stuff. Right. Um, and then with investments, y'all, we have not held back on our belief when it comes to investments. Investments mm-hmm. are long-term vehicles mm-hmm. for the most part. And you cannot as a pre pre-retiree, you know, if you're building wealth, you cannot be constantly reacting to the market. If right. you want to benefit long-term, you've got to have the right viewpoint about how the market works and how it is intended to be utilized. Yes. So we've got two groups of people, right? Our, our pre-retirees and our retirees. And so mm-hmm. essentially, uh, when you boil it down for our pre-retirees, it's, you know, you've got to have a plan in place where you can say, okay, this is a long-term mm-hmm. goal, right? So you're not going to let the ups and downs of the market let you create an emotional decision. And if you're a retiree, then hopefully you've got a plan in place uh, to where those ups and downs are factored into the plan yes to where it's not gonna it's not gonna make a big impact on on what you do yes and if you find that you don't have that security as a retiree that is why we do what we do our goal is to create plans that whether the market is up or down still work mm-hmm. so if you don't have that reach out to our team mm-hmm. um, it is time for our two cents we're running a little long today so I'm gonna let you go first yeah so the number one threat to your finances please don't let it be you right don't let it be your inaction so create a plan stick to it keep your emotions in check make sure to have accountability and if you need any help on that please reach out to our team having a plan is kind of our thing uh benjamin franklin was quoted saying if you fail to plan you're planning to fail um and your plan's going to need to adjust over time you may fall on your face but you can always get back up and keep going and that's what matters most So thank you guys so much for joining us on Talking Sense today. We hope we've helped you identify some things that you can apply in your life. Um, If you enjoyed our podcast, we'd love it if you would give us a like, follow, and subscribe. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Wealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or by calling our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult with a financial advisor before making any investments and no strategy can and assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Gemwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.